1: Dose of Leadership podcast, episode 171.
0: Welcome to another episode of the Dose of Leadership podcast, the show that brings you inspiring and educational interviews with today's most relevant and motivating leaders. Each episode is dedicated to highlight real-life leadership and influence experts who dedicate their lives to the pursuit of the truth, common sense, and courageous leadership. And now, here's your host, Richard Ryerson. Hey, Richard Ryerson here. Thanks
1: so much for tuning into the show. Hey, keep those emails coming. I love hearing from you. Thanks for all the support, all the fans out there. If you got a question about leadership, if you're having a leadership challenge, let me hear about it. I love to answer your questions. I might even answered on the air if it's a pertinent one I think the whole audience can can benefit from. But let me hear from you. I love uh, the support that you are given to me. And if, if you haven't done so already, please subscribe to the show on iTunes. Leave a rating and review. It does so much for the support and the visibility. That's all I ask for you to listen to this great free content. And again, thank you for your support. Hey, I want to introduce my brand new partners to the show, 99designs. And When I was starting out on this entrepreneur path, I stressed about the graphic design element the web design elements you know i want to encourage you to go check out 99designs because working with an individual graphic designer can be good but it has its limitations you know timing is one thing if you want dozens of designs to choose from in just seven days well i encourage you to visit 99designs.com leadership and get a 99 dollars power pack of services absolutely free go check them out well, I'm so pleased to have on my show today James Maioho. He is a business mentor, a consultant, a coach, and author who resides in West Michigan. He's a full-time single father of two girls. James is heavily involved in the local community, state politics, mentoring and volunteering for regional minority contractors and businesses as well as various charities. His has a story of overcoming financial ruin, personal tragedies, and a ruinous lifestyle, and we want to dive into that here on Dose of Leadership. James, welcome to the show.
2: Hi, thank you. It's great to be
1: here. Well, guys, you know, we talked a little bit about uh, your quick little bio there. So, here's your chance to tell us a little bit more about yourself, how you became so passionate about uh, leadership. How did it start for you?
2: Yeah, it, um, it, it really evolved uh, out of uh, my own personal story and overcoming and learning. To um, kind of get over my own hurdles and learning experience in his business, and trying to emulate some of the really uh, good habits and good people that I saw were doing it right or or working well, and try to find uh, a path to do that for me personally and also for, you know, everybody that I that I touch around. Me. And it's it's something that I finally, as coming out of being a parent, that I've been trying to, to teach my kids and the people that work for me. And as I get more responsibility in that area, the, the passion grows, grows stronger.
1: So what, how was it, you know, I agree with you, overcoming adversity is really kind of the the central of every kind of leadership challenge it really is. And if you look at any successful person out there, it isn't a story of well-executed playing plans executed perfectly. It's a series of overcoming, uh, numerous setbacks and failures. Is that what uh, your kind of story is all about?
2: Yeah. And there's, um, what I'm at now and kind of what I try to address, um, and I put this into a into a book, you know. Winners give up, which is really about shifting uh, the paradigms of your perception. So, all overcoming obstacles, right? And my my own personal story, I I give you a little history so people know kind of where I'm coming from. At a very young age, I um, I have two degrees. I went to school first as a music major, and then. Um, after some advice from a musician that I really looked up to, um, I had, you know, some academic scholarships and went back and got my business degrees and came right out of the gate um, working for a company selling bonds and got with my SEC licenses and did all this kind of thing at a fairly young age, and ended up working for a Fortune 500 company for Caterpillar for, for a, a number of years um, through revenue generation. And I actually was the youngest uh, full-line territory manager ever hired to represent Caterpillar in the United States at the time that I done that. And I started making, you know, really, really good money at a very young age. And I'd also had this is my perception, a lot of baggage that went around went along with that. Yeah. And the baggage was uh, my perception and how I thought and how I made decisions and how I um, treated people around me and how I was focused in the, the direction of how I ran my life. And that accumulated in small problems, became big problems, and um, I went through a, um, a a very bad and nasty force and, and custody battle and um, went and lost uh, all of my revenue, lost all of my assets by the time that I was in my mm-hmm. mid-30s, uh, a, a, an enormous amount of money and property and uh, just a lot of Bad, negative things in my life. Everything was negative. I've gotten uh, to a point, even though I have uh, a lot of sales experience at that time, even though I've been um, mentoring businesses and working as a, a turnaround consultant for companies, into a position where I couldn't get anybody to look at my own resume.
1: Right. I
2: couldn't hire a McDonald's or a, or a local food store and. Everything in my life was just negative and going wrong. And so when I wrote the book, it was kind of a cathartic reminder of me of how to, where I needed to be changing my thinking. Because it was was my thinking that created a lot of my obstacles. And I find that that's true not only in people's personal lives, but also in the way they run their business or their spiritual life or their family life. You know, a lot of the obstacles and problems are just a matter of our perception or how we react to what is in front of us at the time.
1: That's a great insight. I want to take take me back to you mentioned a couple of times the way you perceive things, the way you were thinking. What was so different? I mean, what, what was your life view at that time that kind of led to this um, kind of splat moment?
2: Well, I think the the real difference between Say twenty years ago, or ten or fifteen years ago, and my evolution to, to where I am now, if m- most of my thinking was very egocentric, it was very self-centered. Even when I was doing charity work, or or, or if I was showing a lot of empathy to people, or I was working for the people on their behalf and, and creating good things, my there was always uh, a self-centered attachment to any of the planning that I did. Uh, and But what that would do is that would create either plans that, if they failed, would cause personal disappointment or economic disappointment or this or that because they were coming from uh, really a place of self-interest. Whereas today, the the evolution that I've had, what, some of these paradigms will kind of shift you from the book and what I try to teach, you know, clients or people that I work with professionally or personally is that um, my, my model kind of is you just do the best thing, help the person that's in front of you right now in this moment and the rest will take care of itself. That doesn't negate, you know, good planning. That doesn't negate um, having strategies and, and all the nuts and bolts and things that go into Um, a business or an organization or a life or or those types of things. But it's a quantum shift in what your expectations are uh, for return. And your return is so much more when you approach business, when you approach a client, when you approach your organization, or you approach your spouse, or somebody else from a selfless altruistic uh, place. And it just makes everything flow and work together that much
1: better I love that you said that I mean you're so true I mean I think so many times especially when you're young as yeah. a, as a man particularly and I can speak from my own personal experience too I think we we, we come out of the gates uh, full of um, I guess dreams and optimism but they're I think they're short-sighted I don't think they're they have a lot of what I'm hearing what you said there wasn't a lot of purpose or at least meaningful value a, a value-driven purpose behind what you were when you when you came running out of the gate with such energy and focus. It was egocentric. You said. At what point? And like you said, I, I can I, I sense. Take me to the darkest moment. The moment that really started the turnaround. What what happened? What was that? I uh,
2: yeah I I've been, I then I had a, a this really long bad personal. Um, you know, divorce and things, which were a result of, you know, these things we're talking about. Um, a lot of my own bad decisions and my own unhappiness, that contributed to that. And I went in right into another bad relationship that really, I think life brings you challenges in it, uh, again and again and again until you either fix yourself or learn how to figure them out um, uh, for the benefit of not just yourself but everybody around you. Um, so I'd gotten, I was living on a state kind of away from one of my kids. I had another one of my kids with me and I'd gotten to this position where I, uh, made some more bad personal decisions, had a uh, relationship that wasn't healthy for me or my kids. And I ended up back, uh, trying to be in Michigan and living in our family farm, um, for a period of time with my with my dad. Now, my, my father and I had always had a very up-and-down, tenuous relationship. It was, it was uh, just an emotionally crushing blow for someone like me who had made a, a, a lot of cash, spent like he made twice as much cash, um, had, you know, prestigious titles and, and things of these natures, which, you know, you, eventually you find out are... Are kind of vapid. Um, but all of these uh, things that accumulated that have just vanished and weren't attainable. And my daughter and I were literally living on, you know, $10 a week for, for food. We lived on lentils and rice. Wow. And that was, uh, that's when I started writing the book because I couldn't get anybody to take a phone call with me. I mean, you know, the, the same when it rains as is. But when you're in such a negative state and things are spiraling downward, it, it is really, really hard to get yourself right mentally. So, you know, I started trying to do something, just anything positive to change my own thinking, to feel productive. So I started, you know, the first chapter of this this first book and it was like, you know, trying to crank open a rusty nail. And there started to be a, a transformation. Then, you know, finally, it, it, things got incrementally better, and I finally got to a, a point where I just, you know, gave up, kind of spiritually, and um, just try stop trying to control everything around me and mm. uh, my life, and stop attaching worry to the outcomes. And that was. When I've really started learning how to kind of be detached from outcome. And I think when you do that, your outcomes are better, not only for yourself, but for your clients and business, if you're uh, some sort of revenue or service business or even producing products, but for your families and everybody else around you. And, and you'll eventually start emanating, you know, all this positivity and this infection.
1: Hey, halfway through the show, I want to take some time out, just a brief moment, to talk about my partners at 99designs. You know, if you were like me in the beginning, I remember I was dreaming of a logo, a perfect website design, but I didn't know how to get started. I was worried about a budget. Well, that's where 99designs came in, and they can certainly help. 99designs is the world's largest graphic design marketplace, and it makes it easy for you to to get a design that you love. Just go to their website, tell them about the design you need, and pick a price package that works for you. And that's where the fun really starts up, and this is what I loved about the process. Desi- designers from all around the world will submit awesome designs, and you give them your feedback. And within a week, you get to pick out your favorite and be the proud owner of a gorgeous unique new design. With thousands of designers at your fingertips, there's no limit to what you can get designed. I've used 99designs, and I love working with them and what they did for me. So what is it that you need? You can boost your brand's visibility with a t-shirt, drive more traffic with a sleek new banner ad or a landing page, whatever it is you need. Projects start at just $199, and your happiness is always 100% guaranteed. Visit 99designs.com slash leadership and you can get a $99 power pack of services absolutely free today. Go check them out. You know, there's so many great points that you said there. You know, I can certainly, it resonates with me with, I understand when I try to, um, I guess put it, when I start to panic about whatever it is, not meeting a goal or cash flow or not, you know, whatever crisis is, is in front of the family at the moment. Um, you know, and trying to project that image and trying to compartmentalize what I feel against what I project, I find what I heard you say: the more the less that I put a chokehold on it, and the more that I, I think, as you stated, it start worrying less about the outcomes and just kind of be present in the moment. I guess I'm kind of paraphrasing what I heard from you, but is that what you're saying right there? It's almost like kind of when you become fully present and you kind of let go of trying to control everything things start to fall into place. Did I summarize that right? No, absolutely.
2: No, you're right on track. And, you know, if we we get into a a business and we get into a fight, and things aren't working, or you're in a personal relationship or you don't like where you're at in your life, you know, the solutions, what you try to change, seem so complicated and difficult. Right. And they're not. It's really, it's to say it, It's a very simple thing, right? Um, Live in the moment. Breathe in, breathe out. Breathe in, breathe out. Center yourself here and only worry about where you are right now, right? The the past is uh, a good teacher. The present isn't here yet. The only thing you can do to affect your future is to handle this moment right now. And you can choose or... Choose not to be happy in this moment, and that's all we can do. And once we kind of buy into that, and and it's hard to do that, right? It's hard to take that first step. It's hard to shut down some of the negative thoughts. It's hard to strip away some of the baggage. It's hard to get negativity out of your life. But once you realize that the only thing that we have control of is how we think right now at this moment, the second, then...
1: Are falling into place. Yeah, you know it's so true. I mean, some people on the outsiders, you know, looking in or the naysayers, or and I'm completely bought into what you say because it and it it's come deeply personal to me because my biggest challenge was, you know, dealing with the regret of all the mistakes, some that weren't in my control, a lot of them that were, um, and letting go of that regret and being fully present in that moment because. It's easy to, easier anyway, until you completely buy into that mindset to to completely buy into um, you're not worthy of any success that's going to come your way. You're not worthy of any forgiveness of all the bad choices that you've made. But that really is the ultimate leadership challenge is to sit there and say, fully accept uh, the consequences of the situation you're in. Couple that with a um, a realistic optimism. I'm still breathing. My feet are still on the ground. I still have a fighting chance. That's kind of how I look at it.
2: Yeah. No. I think you're you're right on right on track. And I, um, you know, people come to this realization through a different paths, but you you really even if you're making you know a lot of money financially, if you're accumulating assets. A lot of people are still really unhappy, and they're still very unsuccessful because we carry these things, you know, often from early childhood. They're just really detrimental to us. We carry guilt. We carry shame. We carry um, a feeling of I'm not worthy of success. So what do we do? We self-sabotage.
1: Yeah.
2: We blow up, you know, good opportunities. We, We completely shut out anything. You know, our cognitive dissonance kicks in all of these things because we've got these negative self-images, these negative paradigms and perceptions. And kind of what I try to do for myself as well as um the other people that, that read this is just give you know different examples of how to maybe strip away this bag or strip away this thing that's not good with you. And once you start freeing yourself and you start to love yourself a little bit, You know, uh, you can take a step towards your goal, what you want. Whatever that is, however it is you define it, there is no right or wrong to success in your personal life. Now, in business or in an organization, we set goals. We have a we want to go. We have things we want to achieve. And if we're set up properly, we can quantify and qualify those. We can measure them. We can, you know, create a culture that tries to reflect what our personal values are. But our, our organization are the people that work for us aren't going to function in a good way if we haven't really cleaned up our own personal house.
1: Yeah, you got to get the inside right before you're, before you're dealing with the outside. And it's so critical because you can... You know, I think what I heard from you, and it, it kind of emulates where I went, even coming out and in, in having seen some decent success on the outside world and and not actually being authentically – I mean, being one way on the outside and being another way completely at home and even in private. And I think for me that was kind of a – it's even embarrassing to admit it, you know, having that happen to you in your late 30s, early 40s, that leadership and this kind of mindset you're talking about is central to every aspect of your life and it feeds into everything else. And so, in other words, the way that you are – or or the success of your business is going to be dependent upon how successful you are as a as your own self-leader, if that makes sense.
2: Would no, I, I think it's yeah, absolutely true. You know, there's a lot of people, you know, you can take a leadership course, you can go to school, you can get your MBA, you can do uh, any number of things. You have military experience, you can learn how to, set regulations, you can learn how to set consequences, you can learn how to make a structure, a functional structure. The true leadership, the, the function of a leader is more than just enforcing right, Enforcing consequences. It's to inspire. It's to uh, show a path it's to do something in a way that people want to follow of their own accord great organizations have reflect leaders with great personal integrity um, and you know great personal um, qualities that emanate from them and people are just attracted to that like a like a magnet and so when you're a leader you really want to have a good functional small business or a family or any type of organization I don't care if you have 50,000 employees. You have to walk your own talk. You have to live in a shining example of what it is you're preaching to people. Um, That's the only way for people to really trust and to have authenticity.
1: Yeah, you know, and it's, I think the thing that, um, and and you know, and you've you've heard that for years and you even know that, I think even at your gut level, but I think what surprises a lot of people that get into the leadership piece. It's so easy to understand, but what makes it so difficult is because of the intentionality that it takes every single day. It's a constant battle. And I don't necessarily mean it's a battle against your your character and you wanting to do bad things. I don't necessarily mean it that way, though that could, that could be part of the equation. But I mean, just the actual um, intentionality to do something beyond the mediocre takes a tremendous amount of work. I don't say that to scare people away from leadership, but I think People don't intentionally think about leadership or life in general, about where they're taking it. I think so many of us are just on autopilot. So did that was that a realization for you, I mean, how intentional it is every single day?
2: Yeah, and where, when I really started, you know, studying this and trying, there's a ton of guys, you know, far more qualified than me are. I think that the the guy in, in our lifetime. There's, there's two guys that I look. The first guy is a writer that uh, that Carnegie hired, and Hill was for the ten, right? And there's What's his, also uh, you can couple with that um, like Earl Nightingale's teach uh, the the strangest secret is what a man think, it he becomes. I mean, just you can go back to the Old Testament, you can. It's been a a common thread throughout mankind, but in our modern times, I think Napoleon Hill kind of brought that out in the simplest, most digestible way. So every day you have to think and focus with intentionality, just like you said, we want good outcomes. And I think your intentionality has to come from a place, uh, for me, of selflessness, of trying to help those around you. And that has the purest, I think, outcomes, and the best outcomes, the most gratifying outcomes, both financially and uh,
1: You know, how how important has um, spir- spirituality or God been in this equation for you, this kind of turnaround?
2: It's of uh, the, the utmost importance um, to me. And however you define God, there are... Uh, I think you have to put your trust, you have to get past yourself and your own ego to to a place of trust and acceptance beyond yourself. Yeah. So I, you know, my day is based in it. I do this several times during the day uh, as part of my intentionality and focus. And my attitude comes from, I, I truly believe if, uh, if I just emanate humbleness and gratitude throughout the day and try to help whoever's in front of me at the moment um, that things are going to turn out great. And and they have. It's, it's fantastic. I have so much momentum and financially I'm fully recovered and plus, you know, quantifiably plus where I've been. It's just um it's really a miracle and it's it really nothing to do with me.
1: It's me getting out of my own way. Yeah. Well, I love how you said that, getting out of your own way. I mean, it's so true. I mean, we hear that all the time, but we are our biggest self-saboteurs, that's for sure. Or we, we are our biggest saboteurs ourselves, you know. And um, oh, I love what you said. I mean, it resonates deeply with me in so many ways. And and I'm curious to know, how old are your daughters?
2: Uh I have one that's the uh, 16 going on 23 and one uh, yeah. that's uh, 13 and I uh, and a or two. So, you know, I try and it's tough because I'm, I'm a single dad. My oldest daughter, I, I have full custody of them. I'm raising her since she was a little girl and been trying to do this and, you know, rebuild a life for both of us. So she's been through kind of the pits and it's, you know, it's feeling some of the momentum of this coming back so she sees how it works, but you still have to be really diligent as a parent, right, to keep their their thinking right. It's so hard when you're especially a, a female and a teenager to try not to let, you know, small, unimportant things really take over your mindset.
1: Right. Yeah, I have I have daughters the same. I have four daughters and two um my oldest is seventeen. 15, 11, and nine are the, all, all the ages. Wow. But so I completely understand. And it's certainly going through, oh, seven, eight years ago, almost a divorce, but we're still together. And it's been a, an amazing process. But I think for me, what has been, and I'm curious, the reason why I ask is because I have the daughters, I'm curious what your relationship with your daughters are like, um, not knowing the full extent of what they, you know, seeing the divorce and sawing all kind of that kind of chaos that you had. In the, in their lives, um, what is your relationship like now? I mean, I know for me, it's been uh, through a, um, intentional authenticity and vulnerability with them. Um, I'm curious about how you've kind of kind of matured with your re- relationship with your daughters.
2: Yeah, my I I am very very humbled and grateful, um, the both of my daughters, um, and we have what I think. And it may seem a little unorthodox or unusual, but it's—I'm very open and honest. Yeah, uh, my God, is about what my shortcomings have been because they know anyway.
1: Yeah, sure. Yeah, still, great point.
2: Don't fix like this in a vacuum So you know, I, the way we handle things, uh, and especially bad decisions and things that I've uh, done in the past, um, is—you know—they're just lay out the facts. This is what happens. These are the consequences of this type of thinking or these types of decisions. And I try to give them a a, a toolbox. Uh, And instead of dictating what they have to do with the lunch, I make sure that they're prepared um, to accomplish anything that they want to accomplish. But more importantly, confidence and self-belief that whatever they decide and try to do, they're a good person that they like
1: themselves, that they that they can trust in good things are going to happen and that they deserve that good things are going to happen. Oh, I love you said that, yeah. Well, it's amazing, James. I mean, it's I love your um, authenticity on this call and this vulnerability. I think you've given us a lot of great insights. I you know, The book is called Winners Give Up. Is it available now, I know, or, or is it is it getting ready to come out?
2: No, it is, it is available if you go to winnersgiveup.com. Um, you can get it there. Barnes and Noble has it. Uh, Amazon has it. Uh, you can get it from Motivational Press on their website. But if you go to the Winners Give Up website, uh, you can see everything you need to know about it. If you listen anybody has any questions regarding, you know, business or other consulting or things, they can, you know, email me through the Winners Give Up website and you know, I'll give my two cents. Um, I, I do quite a bit of radio, and I get quite a few questions that come in, so I'm, I'm happy to do it. You know, it's um, it's really fun for me to do so, but, you know, no subject is is, is off limits.
1: Um, how can people get in touch with you? Aside from Winners Give Up, is there another way that people can reach out to you and connect with you? Uh,
2: they can go to Winners Give Up, or uh, you know, my consulting company is the Mad Co Group. They can go to Madco Group. M-A-B-K-O-G-R-O-U-P dot com or James Maioho on Twitter or James Maioho on Facebook. friendly me on Facebook. I'm, I'm you know happy to share experiences and uh, and learn from you as well.
1: Well, I'll have links to this on all of uh, of your consulting site, the book site, winners give up your Facebook, your Twitter. I'll have all links to all of that so people can connect with you um gosh james you're the real deal uh, you're an average guy um who's sharing his story and 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 wanting people to um turn their lives around and you're an excellent example of transformation and i appreciate you coming on the show i really look forward to staying in touch with you
2: yeah i do i do too and it was a fantastic experience i, I love what you're doing and um very with you
1: today. all right james thanks so much for coming on the show
2: great thank you
0: He has a philosophy of inspiring everyone to think and act like a leader, which is based on timeless natural principles and common sense. You can get more info by visiting doseofleadership.com. For the ones who get it done, the most important part
1: is the one you need now, and the best partner is the one who can deliver. That's why millions of maintenance and repair pros trust Granger. Because we have professional grade supplies for every industry, even hard to find products. And we have same day pickup and next day delivery on most orders. But most importantly, we have an unwavering commitment to help keep you up and running. Call ClickGranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.